This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I'm sheltering in place with Denise Imbessi, the Dr. Fauci of the music side of the industry. <laughs> Welcome to the Halo Show in the middle of COVID. Thank you, Pete. Well, we're not really sheltering together, but... I mean, we're sheltering you know, we don't remotely. Give ideas. Remote yeah, yeah, yeah. We're zooming. We're zooming in place. We're right zooming. Now. We're zooming in place. Zooming in place. So why don't uh, <laughs> nice you've been you. likewise? You've been in the industry for quite some time and somewhat of a pioneer on the music side of the business, which I think is becoming more and more relevant as people are moving towards digital. So why don't you give your background, and then you and I could talk about best practices and how your company solves a lot of the frustrations that most of our clients are currently facing. Sure. So my name is Denise and Bessie, CEO of Muscle Mixes. I founded the company in 1988, back when we were wearing leg warmers and um, we were selling cassettes at the time. Uh, we were pioneers because nobody was doing it legally, I should say, at the time. Uh, so we went from cassettes to CDs to downloads. And now, of course, to a streaming app because that's how people consume music today. And uh, as of recently, we've been spending a large uh, amount of our time providing royalty-free music for the COVID situation for virtual classes. And like I said, I'm the Dr. Fauci of music licensing because I have answered as many questions I possibly could about it. I'm not an attorney. I always give that disclaimer, but I know a good deal about it. And if I don't know it, I'll tell you where, who you can go to to find out. Got it. So as you see a lot of the proliferation in boutique studios and health clubs, trying to create an online digital presence. Um, when I used to own some businesses that had studio-based operations, we always had a music uh, license that we paid on a per-studio basis, and franchisors were negotiating those deals for franchisees, which allowed you to play whatever songs that you wanted to inside of the club or studio. So how has that evolved from a legal use standpoint and what percentage of fitness studio or anybody that's doing digital online is actually abiding by the actual rules? <laughs> that's a good question. So there's one thing that a lot of people don't understand the way the music licensing works. And, and the reason is because uh, the industry makes it very difficult. So if you, if you are ignorant, it's not your fault. <laughs> um, the ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, you know, the pros who represent, who are the governing bodies for publishing, music publishing in the United States. And everything I talk about today will be mostly for the USA because it is different in different countries. So I thought we should focus on the USA. Um, to answer your question, the licensing that clubs have to pay for music is not that different than it was back when, you know, um, they still pay a flat fee somewhere in the hundreds, depending on how, how big the company is, you know, how big the chain is per year, you pay a blanket license and you can play anything you want. That's called a public performance license. When you say hundreds, when, you're talking about hundreds of dollars, dollars. per month or per year? Uh, per year. And it okay. depends if you're 24 hour fitness, it's going to be maybe that amount per club you know, per, per location. So it's not that expensive. When it goes to video, everything changes because the industry, the music industry set it up to be quite expensive. And that was, that originated because of the film industry. You know, they weren't thinking of um, teaching virtually in your bedroom <laughs> when they came up with those music licensing. I mean, mostly it was, uh, they were, you know, 
hey, if you're going to put a music, if you're going to put a song, you know, there are whole departments, music supervisors, departments that, that acquire music licensing and clear songs just for uh, films. So, so that's why when it goes to video, the type of license changes. You go from a public performance license to what's called the synchronization license or also called the digital license, depending on how you're using it. So it's more expensive. You have to go through more hoops. You have to negotiate, whereas ASCAP, BMI, and CSEC have a set rate that they charge uh, depending on square footage, depending on the people that go through the clubs. When it goes on video, you have to negotiate each price. So that's why it's very, very cost prohibitive and time consuming as well. So, you know. So when you take a look at Peloton, you know, they ended up going public and then had a pretty sizable liability on their balance sheet related to music, copyright infringement. I don't recall what the actual dollar amount. I thought it was something like 50 or 300 million, 300, 300 million. million. And they paid down 300. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't know the exact amount, but they've settled. We don't know the exact amount. They don't publish it. So what were, I don't know anybody over there directly. So I don't know if they, you know, were pleading as to take a, a, a word from what you stated before ignorance, um, which isn't really a good legal, uh, defense. Right. Um, rationale. However, how much does it cost them in general to, to run that type of network? Is it on a per song basis? Is it on a replay basis? And then the follow up question there is obviously there's going to be an audit associated with that on behalf of the music industry. So to run digital campaigns or become a digital player, you know, this is something that from a compliance standpoint, it's going to be really important because if you get a liability anywhere north of that, yeah. you know six yeah. figures, the average studio or health club operator is done. That's right. You know, I'm not so sure what Peloton did, and and I would I tried to look that up once. Um, did they know going in? Did they do it? Yeah, who knows? So the overriding rule of thumb is: if you're using somebody else's copywritten work, you must get permission period, for whatever use. That's really the, the rule of thumb. Now, they did it. I knew they were doing it at the beginning. Um, did they know? I don't know. But to answer your question, I don't know how much they paid, but I can tell you they, they had to probably acquire a synchronization license for both the music artist and label and the publisher. I don't know how much you know about music, but music songs in general are split up in half. It's half owned by the music uh, publisher slash writer, half owned by the record label slash artist. There are exceptions to every rule, but that's in general how it works. So if you sat, Pete, and you wrote a song on your guitar or something, and you said, you wrote, and David wrote the lyrics, now you guys have a song. Well, you don't want to sit around, you don't want to go around and collect royalties, so you hire a publisher to do that work for you. On the other side, now you have to go perform it. Well, you're going to hire Lady Gaga to sing it for you. And Lady Gaga's record label is Warner Brothers, let's say. So they're going to market it. So you look at the record label as the marketing company and you use it, look at the publisher as the accounting company. That's kind of how I look at it. But they're completely different licenses. With a synchronization, you have to get permission for both. So the label could say yes, but the publisher could say no or vice versa. Or the publisher can have a certain price, but the label can have a different price. But you're usually paying a royalty. That's why I was talking about royalty-free. So you almost always pay a royalty per play or per stream in the case of probably Peloton. Um, and usually streaming is about 
a penny to three cents. It really depends on what you know what you negotiate. And then you almost always pay in advance. So you'll pay a hundred, let's say a thousand dollars per song advance, I guess, against, and I can't do the math that quick, X number of streams of a rate of three cents each. Does that make sense? So let's just say you're paying an advance of a thousand dollars for every song. You got 12 songs, that's $12,000. You see how it quickly went up to $300 million. Yeah. So I mean, so that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So three cents a song per user. Per stream, per stream. stream. Right. So Mm -hmm. if I'm on my soul cycle bike, I'm not bragging. I just got one, but I, I just announced it. Breaking news, breaking news to the world. Yeah, I just got it. So if I'm listening, if I'm doing a 45 minute video on Soul Cycle, there's let's say eight songs. So that's costing them 25, 24 cents based on your probably. I mean, gotcha. that's just that's just me giving a ballpark. Yeah, sure. Not to pay the advance because they don't know you. They're they assume right. they're never gonna see you again. Right. So but if that's the case, to the label, yeah. advance to the yeah, publisher. So, yeah, so if that's the case, then if I'm paying forty dollars a month to Soul Cycle, if everything, if the math works out the way you're saying, and they haven't cut like some kind of master deal, it's costing them six dollars and twenty four cents, or six dollars, let's say, to provide me. So their cost of goods sold on providing my my license, like fifteen. Per, let's see, so it's about fifteen percent of the subscription fee is going towards the music licensing. Okay, so that's a good benchmark because that's I think... That's just for one playlist, though. That's just one playlist, one time. Right, yeah. that's per... Well, if I do 30... If I if I work out every day, 30 days, then it's going to cost me 750 or something. There you go, there you go. Okay, because I, I, most of the documents that I've seen related to people putting together business plans yeah. for digital, they have not fully appreciated or recognized what that that cost the magnitude of that cost yeah it's just crazy it's right. it's just so i mean even we've worked with beachbody we work with uh, leslie sansone we work with big names even they don't license uh the original art songs by the original artists because it's just so expensive they will sometimes you know here and there they'll do a hybrid but um the popular songs just the songs that you have to go to the original artist negotiate a deal for video is very expensive. The reason why we could sell music, that's a whole different license. We pay a license to sell music. We sell and we, we pay a mechanical license. That's a set rate by the government. You don't have to negotiate. It's easy. Um, but when it goes to video, it gets complicated. So that's why royalty-free music is what we recommend the safest way to go because you don't have to worry about it. You pay one price to a company, a very low price typically, and um, and you're set. You don't have to worry about it. Of course, you don't have the popular songs. You don't have Bruno Mars and the people that, you know, the songs you want to hear. So right, it's complicated. So as you advise clients on going digital, what what is your suite of, you know, a la carte menu that people can choose from? So we, um, since COVID, we've been making deals because we were trying to help the industry out a bit. Um, typically, uh, the best rate to the best way to go with us is to pay twelve ninety five a month per either instructor or if the club wants to buy a certain number of memberships for the instructor you know ten instructors let's say or just for their their gym twelve ninety five a month twelve dollars and ninety five cents a month we have an app and we've been feeding all our royalty free music onto the app since COVID for the last three months. Um, so they can use any royalty-free song from that's on the app. And the cool thing is they can actually mix it 
on the app. They could put it, they could create the playlist, they can put them in the order that they want, or they could play some of our premixes, all unlimited and no extra price. So that's so inexpensive. We've just done that. Um, and they can play that on YouTube, Facebook, uh, live stream. Um, if, they, if they are, and that's usually what the clubs are doing. Now, if they press record and they want to save it and put it on a video on demand situation or, you know, um, on their own homepage where they, you know, they do downloads or some, most people are doing video on demand. We've been working out some different deals on that as well. Um, and it just really depends on the usage, but you know, again, it'd probably be maybe a couple hundred dollars a month and they're all set for everything. Um, got it. And so what is to be negotiated depending gotcha. on. Gotcha. And what yes. is some of the create, like one of our investments is in a company called Greco fitness up in Canada. And yes. what they've done is they about four weeks to go pivoted to go online, bought a nice camera, have been doing workouts and the way they have the, the workout set up, I think to get around the music and also, also not to block the voice of the instructor was to provide SoundCloud playlists that they recommend and that they've curated for their clients to listen to on a separate speaker. So they're doing the workout. I've done it a couple of times now and I'm hearing the instructor clearly from my laptop and okay. I'm hearing my music behind me on my iPhone. And that seems to be working out pretty well, but I would think as it gets more sophisticated, you don't want to necessarily inconvenience your customer right. on or your member on, okay, I got to go here to get my video. I got to go here to get my music. Right. I got to right. hook up my speaker. So do you see the industry, the music industry evolving to accommodate us? Or do you see the music industry saying, hey, now I've got a bigger opportunity to go and gouge some more revenue? Well, that's a very good question. And we will have to see what happens. I've actually been speaking to my attorney about that and um, also spoken to ASCAP about it. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be the latter. I think they are going to not gouge us, but I think they're going to try to make as much money as they can. Um, they're not very flexible, the, the labels and the public. You know, it's, it's really tough to do, to do business with them um, and make change. Um, they have made some recent changes, but not as much to video that I'm aware of. I know that you can go to ASCAP and BMI and acquire a digital rights license for live streaming. But it only limits to Facebook and YouTube, so that wouldn't accommodate you. I think I think what Greco is doing is a great idea. Um, I don't know if it solves all the problems because if a, if a routine is on beat, has to be on beat, that's going to be a problem. Definitely the inconvenience, and um, you know it's it's gonna, not going to feel as natural. I don't think you know um, if they're it's depending on what they're doing. If they're just doing sort of a Tabata workout or something that you know the music is really insignificant, it's just there in the background. Um, maybe it won't matter. But you know, there's an energy that music provides, and you see it in the instructor's face. And if they're not hearing it at the same time, I don't know. I feel like there might be some disadvantages to that. But I have heard that as a solution. People are doing what they can do. You know, at this point, right? Um, I know that other? we. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Sorry. No. no, I was going to say we as music companies, we're saying we got to up, we got to increase our royalty free music. And I've made a promise to everybody in the industry that we are going to put out kick butt music as best as we can. We, our goal is to say our music is as good. I mean, of course, it's not going to be, you know, the original, the popular songs, but it's so good that I almost don't even care that it's not a popular song. That's our goal. 
So. Well, why don't we why don't we now pull the curtain all, away and tell people that you are a DJ and you've been a <laughs> DJ for a long time. So why don't you come out and just tell them now? Me up? Hey, we got we we do some good research <laughs> here. So yeah, so you know what you find out there, Dave. Just, 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 just come clean, Denise, and tell us that <laughs> that you are that you are the royalty free royalty provider. <laughs> I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that you, crazy. Okay. I did start out talk about how people create or how you could help them commission royalty free to basically usurp this entire legal compliance and, and the quality of that work and what the risks might be to doing that. You know, yes, I would not, if it was me and I know that if, if I'm going to go live stream and that's it, one and done, probably be okay. I mean, even ASCAP told me that on the phone. They're like, you know what, don't worry about it right now. But if you're going to make a business out of it and you want to have those replay and record it, do not. I, I highly recommend against taking any chances with using any music that you have not gotten permission to use. It's just going to get you in trouble down the road and you don't need that liability. So um, if you type in royalty-free music, not all royalty-free is, is created equal. You can type that into Google. Um, but in general, it means it is one owner. So if there's one owner, you just negotiate with who that one owner is. In our case, we own all the music that is royalty-free. We own it top to bottom. Our main business, by the way, Muscle Mix, is, is we produce covers, re-records of popular songs. Okay, So we don't own that 100%. The royalty-free music we own is music that we own 100%. We have full authority of what how to license it out. So it just... It takes care of the, the the sleeping at night. You don't have to worry about ever come anybody coming after you later to say, you know, this and that, you know, that, oh my goodness, why'd you do that? You just don't want to take that that risk, I don't think, as a business. And also, I know that's tempting because believe me, I love the great music that's out there. And then the other thing is, like you said, Pete, a lot of the music is sort of, it, it interferes sometimes if there's too much vocals on a video anyway. Um, they're there for you not for your music. I mean, you're selling you, you're selling the instructor, you're selling the workout, you're selling. So the music becomes secondary. I had our local gym, they started out on Facebook group using popular music and they immediately got, Facebook's really uh, pop, uh, popular for being, they're shutting down people immediately. They just mute it out or they'll take the whole video down. Um, and they came to me and they said, you got to help me out. And I just gave them royalty free music and they're very happy. I mean, it's, it's pumping. It sounds great. You get to hear the voice because most of the royalty free stuff anyway, that we have is without vocals, instrumentals, and you just get used to it. And you just got to know that if you're going to come live in person, we're going to play the real thing. And if it's on video, we're not, mm -hmm. I mean, so you've been doing this and have got a lot of experience in this space. Yeah. So when you put together, how much knowledge, I guess, have you gained? And, and like when a bar instructor comes to you, we got an investment in Extend Bar and somebody says, hey, I'm doing a bar or I'm doing a boot camp or I'm doing a running class. What, what's some of the, what happens in the background, you know, that you know, hey, this is, am I looking at it like beats per minute? I, I do some DJing too. I call it pro bono because no one's ever paying me to do it. For real? I do some pro, oh, yeah. pro bono yeah, DJing basically for myself and my friends. Cool. It's yeah. fun, isn't it? Yeah, I came up with, uh, well, my DJ name is PD Mo, P-T-M-O. For real? But then, yeah, but then I was going <laughs> to, I was going to change my name to ha Harris Calvin. So they think that they're what getting Calvin Harris. <laughs> so I just flip it. 
Harris Calvin. And maybe I get like a $200,000 like booking fee and I'll be like, dude, no, I'm, I'm Harris Calvin, not Calvin Harris. Just an idea. Anyway, I'll probably hilarious. get sued over that. My question yeah. for you is, you know, are you looking at a beats per minute? Are you no talk, yeah. Are you looking at it from a, I've gotten rave reviews on this playlist over the years based on this genre, based on this workout, based on where it is. You just give us a little. Yeah, of course. Yeah, beats, telling us the secret sauce. Like we don't want that. No, that's okay. Beats per minute for sure is what it's all about when it comes to music. And that's the other thing I didn't mention about our app. Um, the cool thing about our app uh, is that they can change the tempo of the song. So if you have a lot of instructors like that, because when there's somebody in the class, maybe the class isn't really up to, you know, either they're too advanced or not as advanced, they'll slow down the tempo or, or move it up. So beats per minute is how many beats the song has in a minute, as you know, since you're a DJ. <laughs> true. Pete Mo. PTMO. Harris Calvin, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, so beats per minute is really important. Also, what, what we like to do with our royalty for your music, we like to blend it so that it's nonstop, which is nice. It keeps the beat without having that pause in between. Of course, if it's a soul cycle class, then you like the pause, but maybe not. So, yeah, I mean, th- there's an energy, there's genre, there's style. There's, you know, we've been doing this, like you said, a long time since 1988. And we kind of know by now, almost, you know, we kind of know in general, this kind of music typically goes for this kind of activity. This kind of music goes for this. And then, of course, the Beats Per Minute drives every decision for a fitness professional. Gotcha. So Tiesto, who I'm assuming you know, yeah, is it is an investor in Three Hundred Five Fitness, which oh, is a, a boutique dance uh, studio. Was, yeah, I was wondering how they got TS. I was wondering. Yeah, thank you. So I guess the that. question is like, as you as, as the, I'm trying to change people's view on who they are as a health club operator. If I'm a health club operator, and I am in New Jersey, and we've got okay. a client, Jersey Strong. They are the authority on fitness, exercise, and technically also they should be on nutrition. So if they're the authority, should they do a partnership with Bon Jovi or do a partnership with Bruce Springsteen or do a partnership with Stephen Aiko or, you know, Aoki or whatever his name is, you know, or Tiesto or somebody like, have you thought about the convergence of music, entertainment, health clubs and saying like, hey, our playlist is curated by... Snoop Dogg. I mean, pick somebody. I love, I'm, first of all, I'm from New York, so I, I definitely understand why you said Bon Jovi with New Jersey. I mean, if you're from New Jersey, you love Bon Jovi. <laughs> and Bruce Springsteen. No, Bruce Springsteen's Philly. Never mind. Anyway, um, I'm glad you asked that because we are at a place right now, and I can't reveal too much, but we are within uh, July, August, we're, we're going to be uh, updating our app. We're going to be releasing a game-changing app. I hate that word, game-changing, but I had to throw it in. <laughs> right, I like it. But um, we've done some deals with, uh, and this was actually happening pre-COVID. Um, we did some deals with some music industry people, let's just say. We're aligning with some uh, new financial partners to support the growth. We're, we're growing really fast with this new app that's coming out. And it kind of falls along the lines of what you're saying. So maybe send them to us because we'd love to talk to them. Uh, I don't know what kind of, yeah, I would love that. I mean, I don't know what kind of deal 305 did with Tiesto. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, he's producing special music. I think he's just an investor, but I'm sure they're using him to some marketing component or some playlist. But I think that the future, 
Yeah, I think the future of health clubs and studios are going to need to be one very instructor centric. Just, you know, think of the, the soul cycle instructor in the future as like the Ariana Grande is like a live concert going on. And I feel like if we can figure out a way to infuse either partner up an instructor with an, uh, an artist or kind of try and curate something that's together, that would be almost like a hook similar to like going to a concert. You're like reading my mind. I swear to God, Pete, you have no, I, I'll talk. To yeah. You I mean, that's why I was zooming. Doing. No, let's yeah. just keep it up. Let's keep it live. Like this is all about <laughs> like what's live, going on. <laughs> what's going on really in the halo sector. No, side no seriously. I mean, that is the way, you know, when I was, it's really funny because I've been doing this since 1988 and I was three years old. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was making calls to those record labels and they were like, what do you want to do? Click, you know, mm-hmm. of course, nowadays I've always felt that the, the record label does d- labels have never taken the fitness industry serious. Enough. Agreed. Yep. Um, Peloton, I think is a shot in the face, you know, like what just, you know, uh, you know, they sue them, but didn't they know that this Peloton, I mean, this is great business for their, for these artists. Look, I'm 50 plus. I don't, when do I listen to music? I don't go to clubs anymore. If my daughter didn't play this stuff, I wouldn't know half of it. So, I mean, mothers, fathers, people, you know, at 40 plus, they're not listening to music, but you go to your gym and you hear songs. So those two industries have to converge. I totally agree with mm-hmm. you. We're on the same. I mean, what would be, uh, I haven't been to Vegas in a while. It's actually been a self ban that I put on myself, not going to Vegas. That's, that's for another podcast late at night. <laughs> <That's for enough. laughs> However, when you go and, and, and roll down the, the strip, because I've, I've seen pictures, each hotel has got a sign up for their nightclub. And it's like, you know, uh, Tiesto or like Budokan or you know, like all these DJs who are basically working off of, you know, you and I and Gannelin know they're working off of a flash drive, right? <laughs> and they're hitting the foghorn like 17 times and like sweating and then drinking some Gatorade and then doing whatever they do. And then that's so, it, yeah. So, I mean, one of the ideas, what we're doing, we're trying to get everyone to think outside the box and say, okay, we're in covid I got to bring people back. What is going to be something that will bring someone back indoors to inside of my club or inside of my studio? And maybe having an actual DJ come in that's got a name or maybe a local name, or just maybe you could go and do a deal with some one of the top 50, you know, DJs. I mean, I'm available. You're available. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> you could say like music curated by so-and-so and that might be like something that differentiates you in your community. And then you get all the playlists from you curating it do, in the background. You know, I've seen, I've, I've been in those DJ, uh, you've been in those classes, right? Where a live DJ is there. People yeah. love that. I mean, they yeah. totally love that. I agree with you on that for sure. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to be doing something similar down the line. You'll just keep an eye on us. All right. So, <laughs> Exciting. In closing here, I've got two questions for you. Yes, please. Question number one is, what is your favorite, who's your favorite musical artist? Seriously? Yeah. Madonna, hands down. Love her. Love her. Adore her. (laughs) Second is, do you have any quotes? (laughs) We'll do that on your caricature. Yeah, I'll do that. Like, have her do a vote. Tell <laughs> Mark we need Cartoon Boy, but we need we need that. That's right. Um, and then the second question is: any quotes that you live by, whether that's a song quote, whether that's a 
life quote, business quote, what pepper us up? Hmm. Well, probably a quote. I mean, people have described me as a person that no means yes to me. So if I hear no, it means yeah. It's really hard for me to hear no if I really want something. So I think that's that's probably a good good advice for people. Don't always you know stop when you first hear your first no. That I mean that may not be as spiritual as maybe you were looking for, but um, in business, it's come it's come in handy for me. Yeah, no uh, persistence. I guess is per- persistence. persistence and su- perseverance. Is somebody <laughs> said that to me actually uh, recently? We 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 got on we got engaged by a a health club operator to get some capital. And we had sold him some clubs six years ago. And when he called me back, he sent me a text message that he kept that I said no to him buying some clubs and then he ended up buying them. So he's like, I guess everything starts with a no. And then, and then it turns into a yes. So, all right, well, great. So we're going to put up some information on how to access, um, and muscle mixes music and, Um, and then uh, contact you directly. Appreciate what you're doing. Let's do big things because it sounds like everything's starting to actually align to actually have these big things start to really happen. For sure. And we have an infographic. I don't know if that's something you'd like to share with your people that says, you know, if you're using music for this, here's what you should do. It's kind of a licensing information. That would be amazing. amazing. Send the link for sure. Is that royalty free? (laughs) I'll charge you later, you know. (laughs) <laughs> All, right. All right. Great to talk to you. Good to nice see you. Nice to be talking to you guys. All right. Pleasure. All right. Up in a couple weeks. Take care. Stay in touch. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Denise. Bye. Bye-bye. Give a shout out to my good friends at lassogear.com. L-A-S-S-O-G-E-A-R.com. I want to give you 20% off using the code HALOTALKS on the best compression socks on the planet. I've been using them during the pandemic. My field goal kicking is further and stronger than it's ever been. Check out these socks. You'll love them. They got an L and an R to make it easy to put on each foot. Enjoy it. Trust me. You'll love them.